Welcome listeners to my inaugural episode in Black History 365, The Throwdown, a series where I explain, educate, and explore historical events, unsung black figures in world history, and recount the struggles and triumphs of black people worldwide. In this episode of Black History 365, The Throwdown, I want to depict the talents of legendary figures in jazz and its derivative forms such as swing and bebop, to name a few. My name is Yusuf Hersey, and in today's episode, I want, to, I want to start off with the story that's light compared to the darker stories that I will be explaining further in the, in the following episodes of this series. So let's get to it. So, even though jazz has its roots in New Orleans, it would spread throughout the nation quickly to places such as New York and other cities. And other cities have seen a rich jazz history such as Chicago, Kansas City, Detroit, and in this case, Boston. And the reason I'm talking about Boston in this case is because earlier this year, I was had the pleasure of attending the Museum of African American History in Boston, and they had a jazz exhibit, which captivated me and I had to write a blog post about it. And this particular blog post, you can check out on my blog website at realfreeflowingwords.blog for the written piece that will accompany this audio piece. So, all these cities played a significant role in the development and popularity of jazz as America's genre of classical music. There was jazz played in Boston's South End from the earliest days of the genre, and the city produced a sizable group of swing-era players. In the late 1940s and 1950s, there was a tremendous amount of energy and creativity on and off the stage, and this caused Boston to become a musical landmark of musical talent, a training ground for jazz journalists, a proven ground for new approaches in jazz presentations, and a magnet for musical education. Jazz did find itself having a decline in the years of the rock revolution, but with the help of the grassroots activists in the Boston Jazz Society and the Jazz Coalition, they rebuilt the scene year by year and finally laid the foundation for the jazz revival in the 1980s. Boston was where the world was first exposed to the explosive drumming of Tony Williams the dazzling saxophone player of Johnny Hodges, and the exuberant piano of Chick Corea. Furthermore, Louis Armstrong and Billie Holiday sang together at Symphony Hall. Jazz education was revitalized by Louis Burke and Gunther Schiller in Boston. And with the help of George Ween, they created the Newport Jazz Festival that happens annually every summer in Newport, Rhode Island. When it comes to jazz, Boston became a city of jazz heroes both in both being very popular and they also had unsung jazz heroes that i i had the opportunity and was fortunate enough to learn about at the museum and it continues to be a scene where this musical genre can thrive and once again you can check out the blog posts for this episode on my site at realfreeflowingwords.blog. Like I said, I wanted to start off this first episode speaking about lighter topics and working my way through to get into the darker stories and more horrific stories that are in black history, not only in the U.S., but worldwide. And 
that is why I created this series so people can learn about stories that they should have learned about in high school and, and middle school. So since this is the first episode, I want to let you guys know about the next episode. The next episode, I want to discuss the story behind Aunt Jemima. Many people know Aunt Jemima as the face of consumer products when it comes to pancake mix, the syrup, and so forth. But the dark history behind it is something that some people are um, ignorant or ignorant about. So... I want to discuss that in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. And I'm signing off right now. My name is Yusuf Hersi. And this is Black History 365 The Throwdown. I'm out.